This is the Revolution Leadership Podcast. My name is Chris and I'm your host. And here we believe that everything ultimately rises and falls on leadership. Here we're going to be sharing with you time-tested principles, giving you practical examples, and sharing relevant stories in order to equip you to lead wherever you are. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Joe Couch, and I'm the co-founder and executive director for Revolution 5 Leadership Institute. And we are starting this podcast because we believe that everything rises and falls on leadership. That means that we're committed to enabling leaders and increasing their capacity to succeed. So what you can expect is, is practical leadership skills, both from the hand and the heart, so to speak, from a, from a skills and motive base in the coming weeks and months. And we'll be bringing those to you that are tools that you can apply in your workspace where you are giving leadership. So today I want to start at a very fundamental, basic place of simply defining what is leadership. If I was to walk out of these doors and down the down the down the hall into a um, you know down down the street into a Barnes and Noble or a Walmart or some bookstore and begin to look for leadership content, you would find rows and rows and rows volumes of books um, as I have over the years. And oftentimes, um, I encountered something that was really frustrating. I'd find great content that was sticky and that I could remember, like leadership is uh, aptitude, altitude, and some other alliteration. And while that was great, when it came time to actually test and apply to measure growth and trajectory, I was often frustrated with the content I received. And it, it was, um, in some ways, it was unable to support forward movement that I could really measure growth in leaders, both for myself and as an organization. And sometime around 20 years ago, a number of more seasoned elder leaders uh, began to kind of pull me under their wing and began to give me concepts and models and basis for understanding, foundations really for understanding and applying leadership and helping people to actually move forward with an, with an agenda in their organization. So again, today, what I'm going to start with is simply attempting to define what is leadership. And what I'm going to submit to you, there's two fundamental things that must be there. Very simply, people, if you could imagine with one circle here and then an overlapping one like a Venn diagram, and people are in the first, and in the second, you have task. Who are the people? And what is the specific task? Where those two overlap, and again, I think that this is a Venn diagram, where those two overlap, this is really where leadership is taking place. It's the connection of people to the task. If we're just focusing on people, or if we're just focusing on the task, we don't really need leadership. But when we're connecting people to the task, fundamentally, that is where leadership begins. So I think Einstein said once that things need to be made as simple as possible and no simpler. I believe this is the foundation, the simplest explanation of what leadership really is. So let me try and uh, maybe illustrate this for you for a little bit. If we're sitting in this room and we suddenly hear uh, a crash, screeching tires, a crash, uh, a horrible thud. We go running outside and we see a car and maybe there's a, um, a driver standing outside, hands on his head, and just in, in, in some sort of a, a crisis moment. And we look over here and there's a bicycle and a kid kind of just beyond it. We all understand what just happened. If I run out there and I go, hey, you, go stop traffic at the end of the, the road over here. And you, uh, go call 911. And, and you, uh, go go give CPR to that, uh, that, that, that child. And, and you, uh, go make sure that the driver of the vehicle is actually okay. And I begin to connect people to the task, I have fundamentally begun to lead. 
So before that, we had the exact same circumstance, but as soon as they're connecting the people to the task, we have actually exuded leadership. So let me illustrate this perhaps in a couple of ways, maybe at a, at a micro level and uh, maybe at a larger macro level from history. So I have a wonderful wife and four little children and I uh, came home kind of the end of the day uh, and um, I could feel the tension. It had been a long day and uh, four little girls uh, kind of over in the living room and they're playing and can hear the noise and the ruckus and my wife is in the kitchen and, and is trying to get dinner ready and so ask her what's going on. I, I need to get dinner ready by six o'clock. Um, the place is a mess. It just feels frustrated. A lot of tension. The girls aren't listening. Uh, scenario like that. Hey, babe, can I step in and help out? So I, I go into the living room and say, hey, listen, girls, um, mom is making dinner and we have just a few minutes um, and I want to get this cleaned up before we have dinner. So I need the pillows back on the couch over there, uh, the sticky stuff that's been spilled on the floor. We got to wipe that down and get it clean. All the toys that are over here need to go back into the toy box and this needs to look exactly as it did before. Does everybody understand what this space will look like when it's done? Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Okay. And here's what I want you to know. We are not going to have dinner until this task has been completed. Does everybody understand? Yes, daddy. Okay. Okay. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Okay. So what I did was I stepped into that situation and I connected them to the task that was defined for them. I led my daughters in that and very quickly, the hungrier they got, the faster they worked. Okay. So there's a simple example just in my own home. Let me zoom back out an example from, from history. If you look at the civil rights era in the late 50s and early 60s in our country, there were a lot of voices. We're 60, 75 years post the uh, Civil War, and still we have not reached a place of, of reconciliation. We're still dealing with some of the tremors and, and the aftermath of that today in our country. But at that time period, there was um, some, some, some massive tensions that were unfurling in our country. And you have voices over here on one side. Um, Martin Luther King is the one we're all familiar with. But there were many voices that were saying the same things that he was saying. And there were voices on the other side that were uh, ready for retribution or to rise up and to um, afflict the same sort of or inflict the same sort of atrocities maybe that had been done to them, that the Malcolm X's, the Black Panthers, the, the groups that were, were ready to overtly resist against um, the established authority in society. What Martin Luther King did that was so brilliant was he took the vision of this crew of people and he actually connected it to the larger task of racial reconciliation and racial equality in our country. So he had studied under Mahatma Gandhi, uh, learned his ways, and, and what he did was he brought nonviolent resistance as a means of accomplishing that task to people. So in doing that, he involved tens and hundreds of thousands connected them to this movement through the means of nonviolent resistance. He gave them a way to connect to the task. And obviously in doing that, he was able to bring about what few others of his day or before uh, or even had uh, since them have been able to accomplish. Again, leadership is fundamentally about connecting people to the task. So let's get real clear with practical application. If you're a leader and you're listening to this, you're asking, okay, great, Joe, I got it. It's connecting people to a task. How do I apply that? How do I actually make this become a reality for me in my workspace, the organization that I'm leading? There are four questions fundamentally that every person wants to hear or have answered from their leader. And this shapes leadership in terms of connecting people in tasks. So the four questions, here we go. Number one, what is the task? What exactly do you want me to do? Can you clearly define the parameters of that task? 
So in my home, it was, I need these toys moved here. I need this floor cleaned up. I need these pillows situated here. Uh, and uh, we're not gonna have dinner until this is done, okay? So clearly defined, what is the task? Many times people are not unwilling to engage. They just don't have clarity and definition about what it is that they're actually being asked to do. Just like in the civil rights movement, we felt the tension or the, 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 um, the crisis was un, uh, unfurling, it was at hand. But there wasn't a clear directive, a response to it until Martin Luther King came on the scene and, and showed us how to do nonviolent resistance. Okay, number two, what is the task? Number two, what does the task look like done well? And again, if I can go back to MLK, his, his I have a dream speech. Uh, it's just a beautiful language, but he, he rolls out um, this picture for us about this is what it looks like when we have accomplished a task. When we've hit what we're aiming for, we'll know that we have done what we set out to do when we have little black children with little white children holding hands, singing together in unity, and, and he uses language to describe to us, this is what this actually looked like looks like done well. This is how we'll know when we've accomplished that task. So number one, as a leader, you're asking, you're, you're asking and answering the question, what's the task? What does it look like done well? Okay. And then on the other side, we shift and we go, okay, so number three, who is ultimately responsible for this? Who is responsible to fulfill this task? Oftentimes, again, when we can identify the task, but we haven't clearly made responsible, everybody will give it, yep, uh-huh, mm-hmm, I'm in, yep, totally get it. But until somebody steps under that burden, until somebody chooses to embrace that responsibility, we still don't have leadership. So oftentimes in a staff meeting here at our organization, we'll, we'll, we'll identify the problem, we'll figure out what the problem is and how we solve it, and then I'll ask the question, okay, who's the quarterback? Who's actually going to walk out of here with this on their shoulders? Whose plate is this on? Because I want to know who's taking responsibility for this so that we can actually follow through and have accountability to see that that task is actually done according to what we described as being done well. So number three, who is responsible for this task? And finally, number four, every person wants to hear from their leader. Will you help me and give me feedback along the way in this process? In other words, you're the leader. You have the vision. You know what it looks like done well. You've just identified who it is. What they need now is constant feedback. They need to know our periodic feedback and help along the way. So when I'm not, i.e. if I'm the follower, I'm not in alignment, or if I need to bring more or bring less or, or, or change six degrees this way or whatever the particular um, you know, uh, variables are, will you give me help and feedback along the way? That's what I need to hear from my leader. If I will, then I can have confidence that I'm actually uh, fulfilling the task. I know I'm the one that's responsible. Am I actually doing it? So again, I find that many people, uh, many times, uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the greatest challenges for leaders is just giving that feedback and help along the way. Without it, people will often grow weary and tired in the task. They're willing to do it, and they know that it's on their plate, but without the, the, the proper feedback and, and the help along the way, um, they don't know that they're actually doing what you're asking them to do. So it's a crucial part. So let me cover those again. As a leader, how do we connect or how do we actually uh, demonstrate leadership, connecting people in the task? Four questions we have to ask that give us traction to apply this. Number one, what is the task? Number two, what does it look like done well? Number three, who is responsible for this task? And number four, am I offering the necessary help, guidance, advice along the way so that they know that they're doing what they're being asked to do well? 
Well, friends, I thank you so much for taking a few minutes to join us on this podcast. We believe that everything rises and falls on leadership, which is why we're committed to enabling leaders and increasing their capacity to succeed. If you've enjoyed this, would you like it, share it, comment, subscribe here to our channel. Uh, Next week, we're going to be launching into what is the number one primary role of a leader. Every leader must do this in order to succeed and make progress. Thank you again so much for being here with us, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.